listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Hello, I'm Frank Skinner and I'm on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and wait for it, Steve Hall is with us this morning. Uh, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Steve. Good morning. Always a pleasure. Lovely to be in. The cockerel has been an actor. The cockerel, can you believe really, it, is on oh, location. Cockerel's going to get famous. I love it. <laughs> and I'm going to spend so much more time with him. <laughs> when I first got the email, I thought uh, there was a line missing and that he was working on location, location, location. <laughs> but no, he's in a, a mysterious sitcom, which I don't know yeah. if we're allowed to talk I about. I don't know if we are. I'm hoping that he's going to play an asthmatic in it. Yeah. Yes, yes, because he did play Jason the Asthmatic in... Was it Casualty or Holby? I think it was Cat Weasel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't one of those. It was something... It you was, know what, Frank? It was, it was something less than one of those. I know he's not here. Uh, yes, it was always in everything, A&E. Oh, OK. Uh, there you go. Um, I, I, just, it, I was worried it might have been doctors. <laughs> my fear for Cockrell, what I don't want him to go when he gets all famous because of the sitcom is a bit string fellas. Do you know yeah. what I mean by that? Well, I think he's on, he's on the cusp. We'll see how he, where he is when he comes <laughs> yeah, back. If, he, if, he's ch- if he's suddenly all actory. But, you know... Was I, was I wonderful, darling? How are you going to keep him down on the farm now that they've seen Parry? <laughs> <laughs> That's you the question say I that. Yeah, I know, but I know. You said that when I did an internet show at Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I was sitting this morning and uh, Emily was telling Steve all about all the new work projects that I don't know about. <laughs> in slightly harsh tones, like, oh, not in front of Frank. It's a, it's a bit like A Star Is Born. <laughs> When the husband's career crumbles as the wife's becomes uh, massive and in the oh. end he has to walk into the ocean. Oh, put your, put your briefs on for that, won't you? I, I think he's wearing a full evening suit when he does it, James I, Mason. I thought he wore a bathrobe, but we'll discuss it. Um, yeah, I've never seen the uh, Christopherson Streisand version. Oh, you've missed the treat. You know who was offered the, the Christopherson part? Not the cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was offered the Streisand part. <laughs> But um, he wouldn't wear the nose. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's very... Uh, Who was offered Elvis then? Presley was offered uh, that part. Oh. And his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, said he didn't want Elvis playing some washed-up old um, pop star. No, the very Ooh. idea. Yeah. OK, so... <clears throat> well, can I, um, can I start by asking your advice on this? I, um, I had a... Not abused, but I had a, a bit of a nasty look from a van driver oh, this yeah. week. And um, what happened is I was crossing a zebra crossing mm. and I always make a point of saying thank you when a car stops. I know they're supposed to stop legally once my foot hits the crossing, but, you know, it makes the world go around. Bit mm. of politeness. But I didn't. I didn't bother saying thank you because someone else was crossing from the other side and I saw that they'd said thank you. Now, yeah. I'd have thought the etiquette is that that woman became our representative <laughs> on the crossing. <laughs> so once she, she said thank you, um, I didn't want to add a thank you because I'd have felt that my gesture would have had to have been a bit of a bigger version of what she'd done. Yes. Yeah. And also, Def- because you've got the cloak of celebrity, you might have looked like you were stealing her thunder a bit. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if this bloke would have necessarily recognised me. Um but um, I didn't wave, and he mm. gave me that look that sometimes you get when you don't wave. And I, I also, I never quite sure. I've started to do the smile instead of the wave. 
more... On the crossing? It's a bit like when you're bidding for an item in auction. You start <laughs> off waving your arms about, but once, once you know, once you get further along the the, the bidding, yeah, just a little little nod of the, the head is, the, is the plenty. Love joy, the love joy half I feel, I feel, and I know you know some some people won't agree with this because it might sound a bit anti-feminist, but I don't care. Um, if I'm all if I've got heels on and I'm all done up in my frock, mm. and a man stops for me, and I know that let's say. Probably 48% of the reason he stopped is to have a look. Oh, really? Oh, I know that. I totally know that's happening. I think you've got to give something back. So I give them a treat, and then I give them a nice smile and a wave. A little bit of sugar. What, what's, the na- <laughs> what's the nature of the treat that you give them? Well, I turn round, I look oh. them full on in the face. Oh, OK. Flash a bit of garter. No! You don't do that Miley Cyrus tongue thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and just take a little, just take a little bit of bird lime off the windscreen with it. <laughs> oh, just with the very point of the tongue, and then not. You know, you get the sort of green worm in the bird lime. Not that like people come oh, with a cherry stalk. Fine. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You reminded me of at that time I was. Um, I stopped at a zebra crossing. I was it was in the well, it was about half one in the morning mm. in uh, in London, and some girls a bit late. Some party <laughs> girls. You're doing out that time. I was time. coming back from somewhere. I can't remember where. Oh. And anyway, they and they, when they crossed the um, the crossing, they all turned. There was what four of them, I think, turned and all raised their tops as a sort of a they thank didn't. you. Yeah, <laughs> they were wearing brasiers. <laughs> That's oh. what you're thinking. Oh, God. But for weeks after, when anyone crossed, <laughs> any, any woman who crossed the zebra crossing front of me and just nodded or waved, I'd think, is that it? <laughs> I'm going to have to seriously up my game. Yeah, exactly. Well, you reminded the, me of that with your room. Uh, not just I the beacon a, that was flashing. I had actually, yes. Frank, this is, this is weird. This is crossing week because I had a weird incident at, I don't know if it was zebra or pedestrian, I can never tell the difference. But um, I was looking at my GPS on my phone. I was very lost. I was in Parsons Green. I I will never go there again. (laughs) And a man, an estate agent was trying to help me. Um, He just came up to me and said, are you okay? Are you a bit lost? Did he have flames on the side of his car? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is a national phenomenon, but in London, certainly, estate agents are given company cars that have things like flames on the side. Or sometimes there's that one that's got like an X-ray of the workings of the car. (laughs) (laughs) The flames flames to indicate that their path to hell is that bit more swift. They're using like the new minis, that kind of thing. Yes, he was very new mini. Yeah. He said, look, I work at estate agents, I can help you. So we were trying to look at the GPS, not, nothing doing, and he wandered off in the end. So I was near a crossing, not on a crossing, but quite near it, and a woman in a big uh, Range Rover with dogs in the back, mm. and she sort of swerved around, and she went, look, are you crossing? <laughs> and uh. I said, um, oh, no, 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 don't worry. And she went, I'm not worried. I just wish you'd make up your beeping mind. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought, I wish there was a number you could ring the police. I wanted to ring the police to report her for rudeness. I wish there was a, a small handset you could press that would make dogs attack the nearest person. <laughs> <laughs> and she could have been uh, hoisted by her own... Um, what dogs were they? Uh, labs. Christ, hoisted by our own labs. That sounds uh, very painful indeed. I don't know if they'd take the weight, I'll be honest with you. So, um, 
<coughs> anyway, <laughs> so that was that was that was that. We've had, we've had some uh, texts. Have we, we've have had we? some texts. Oh, thank God for that. Well, we've had. Hi, Frank. <laughs> what did you think of Atlantis? Because you were all set to watch. I was that. very very excited about well, Atlantis. Alison's just... got some views. Listen to what she's got to say, okay. and then share yours. I really wanted to enjoy it, but spent most of the programme really annoyed that Jason, washed up naked on the beach, stole not only some pants to cover his gentleman's excuse me, but the whole outfit, belt and leather wrist cuffs included. That's a very good point, actually. Because he says, was naked and, and, and someone had left some clothes, but he could have just had the basics. <laughs> he didn't have to take the accessories. As well. Maybe it was Russell Brand. It could have been his clothes. No, I think you'd rather go naked, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue to watch, but no, I'll be stressed by trivial details. I hope you enjoyed it. That's from Alison. Well, I, I haven't completed watching my recording of it yet, and that's not a good sign, is he? I didn't... I kept thinking, mm. oh, but it isn't Merlin, mm. was one of my uh, problems. But, my, you know, I have to get over that. It's like that, you know, that new relationship when you keep having flashbacks to the previous one and things, yeah, but, you know, what's happened to our song? The good thing is you're the only person in the country still saying, oh, I wish it was Merlin. I, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. And I'm sure our switchboard <laughs> will be... And also Sandy Waugh next door, who is the cleverest person I know, is also agreeing with me with the, with the thumbs up. So there. So shut your face. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, what about 723? Frank, I totally agree with the Merlin quote. Best show around to fill my hole in my life and now dress up as Merlin every Saturday night and force my girlfriend to dress as Morgana and reenact battles. Hashtag Team Merlin. Respect. Mm. Morgana, that was a handsome woman. I like how that, that text starts out supporting the show and ends a bit pervy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know... That's, that's like it. Me. That's it with Merlin. It's a springboard for all sorts of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had six six nine has uh, objected. Well, that's a, said, that sounds a bit diabolic, borderline diabolic. <laughs> six six nine. It's a bit K Jenkins. Yeah, that uh, started off diabolic mm. and got a bit rude at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's the party bit of bit yeah. of, of hell. Hey, uh, Satan at the front, party at the <laughs> back, <laughs> like the mullet. <laughs> Uh, and Johnny, who was on 669, had said, whoa, what's wrong with Parsons Green? Oh, yeah. no. I, when, was that another Saturday night, popular Saturday night uh, <laughs> fantasy drama? I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought he was a character in Cluedo. I'm so sorry if I was rude about Parsons Green. It's just not my manner. No, OK. OK. Well, your manner is to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't even know Parsons Green. No. It's West, isn't it? I believe so. Remember, there's people listening to this who live in... Um, Albury. Opadica. <laughs> and they don't want to hear a lot of London Londonisms. Yeah. Oh. What well, do you think it is? East End. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. Um, Carl and Joe have emailed us. Okay. Dear Skinner, Dean, Cochrane, per the podcasting. Sorry about that, Steve Hall in the house. It's all fine. In response to Daisy and the Cockrell's favourite question, what are you doing now? Oh, that's all Now, this, I don't know if you know about this, Steve. There's a lot... <laughs> Daisy said to me, why don't we have some, some um, more conventional phone-ins, now, text-ins now and again, rather than things like, uh, who's your favourite member of the Communist Party? <laughs> um, and so, um, How much we, does it cost to build a wall? Yeah, so we tried one week, um, what are you doing to, why are you listening to this uh, programme? What mm. are you up to? And it actually didn't go that badly. No. 
But I just I felt a bit. I felt a bit like a radio presenter. You felt a bit boxy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Um, but you know, I thought you know that's a bit snobby of me. Mm. So um, we could do what? What did you do last night? What about that? Hey, oh. hey, guys! What did you do <laughs> last night? Hey, you really want to do that yeah. with our listeners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I'll tell you like... what I did last night. I had a night in uh-huh. with my. Um, I put the baby to bed, and then my girlfriend and my mother-in-law. Lovely. And um, we combined doing a crossword. So I've got um, what I've got my mother-in-law and me doing a crossword across the room, while the three of us also watched um, Miss World 2013. Oh, lovely! Lovely. So it was it was a com- combination of the intellectual who you and rooting? the seventies. Who were you rooting for? <laughs> It was a rooting for. Well, I, from the very start, said mm. Miss Philippines, and blow me down if she didn't win it. <laughs> I, I'm, always, I'm always a Venezuela fan. Oh, right. Mm. Well, see, Kat said to me, Miss Philippines, I think she said, hideous nose, she said. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but um, she won it, nevertheless. Um, Which, if there's anyone listening with a hideous nose, you see? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible to overcome don't, don't that. Let anything hold you back. Yeah. Well, anyway, Carl and Joe. Who, who asked this question, um, said, just letting you know, we are packing up our house in Sydney to move to London on Wednesday. Wow. Looking forward to hearing you live in the same time zone next week. So as, as we're speaking to Carl and Joe, Carl and Joe, as yeah. we speak to them, they're sort of wrapping individual yeah. cops and stuff. Having having put them some into of the teams. bigger arguments their relationship will ever that's endure. That's quite a move, isn't it? Oh, that's what do a you big do? You don't, have it, you don't bring it all over on a plane. Like I don't that. know. We've done it a few times, but... Um, I'd just leave it and buy everything yeah. new when well, I got my, it. When my wife came over, my wife is an Australian lady. Oh, she, yes. she, she Most of it went on a ship. So she brought the essentials yeah. on the flight. Oh, I see. And then we got everything else about six months later. Yeah. OK, well, there's... Uh, in, in the end, uh, in my end is my beginning. The answer has been given to me um, no sooner I've asked it. How wonderful. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We no. have a tweet, Frank, from uh, Ella Marie. I love um, it. I love it so far. I'm imagining her drinking was... Chardonnay. I think she was married to Elvis. Mm. It's just that kind of type of name. More like well, the daughter. Well, she's oh, yeah. on, on the tweets, her surname is Ella Marie Pie, as in P-I. So unless she, she's either a private investigator or she means <laughs> Pie in the sense that her, her name has no end. Oh, oh yeah. She's got many recurring I love it. decimal Ella Marie places. Pie. Maybe she's a numerologist. She mm. could be. Ella Marie, uh, P-I, Pie, whoever you are. Uh, she said, and she's hashtagged it Team Frank, which is uh, already, she's, uh, she's off to a winner. Uh, she said, this is referring back to a previous show, one that I was not present for, but I listened to the show. Do you? I'm up with it, yeah. I listened to the podcast. Okay, okay, let's see. Is it quite, uh, the second I question, me back down. One minute he listens to the show, now it's the podcast. <laughs> Soon it'll be bits of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> then he, somebody once mentioned to him yeah. in the bar. <laughs> I just get, I get a, Cockrell gives me a synopsis. Oh. Mm. Uh, it's changed. <laughs> Ellen Maria said, uh, "If it's if it's one family at a time in the changing room, there should be a lock to keep others out to show the room is occupied." Yeah, exactly right. In case uh, there's any new readers this week or anyone who missed the last chapter, um, mm. we uh, I went into the family changing room. At um, I was taking my baby swimming. Yeah, and there's a man and his baby in there, and uh, it was a bit cramped. And at one point, he said. Uh, He's an American guy, and he said, uh, I guess this place isn't designed for two people. 
And you expressed outrage. No, I said I think we're doing pretty well. I was, in fact, I was genial, mm. which I think is the British way. Mm. And, um, and then, um, when I mentioned this on the radio, I got quite a lot of texts, people saying it's only supposed to be one family in the family changing room. Mm. And I was some sort of interloper. Um, but yes, I think that Ella Louis, Ella, Ella Marie, Ella Marie makes an excellent point. If it's one lock, do you want to have a lock on it like you would a toilet cubicle? I mean, I would not have gone into a toilet cubicle and done that. <laughs> well, we've got, unless it was we'll Jerry Halliwell's. Your, oh. Jerry Halliwell apparently doesn't shut the door on her toilet cubicle because she's a bit claustrophobic. I had oh. someone burst in on me the other day. Did you? Yeah, I was at the install offices. And I must have not locked the door. How can you forget to lock the door know. on the toilet? One of the, the very important things in the life. The cleaner came in. Well, I find that cleaners now, they <laughs> just, they walk into, female cleaners walk into the men's toilets all the time. I, I did not say it was female. No. <laughs> I did not say it was female. No, but I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm moving on. I'm, I'm developing. <laughs> uh, if you don't evolve in this world, you die. Uh, I... I, I find that at one time there would be a bit of door knocking and that. Now, and mm. it's, it's happened to me a couple of times in the last fortnight that I've been, uh, let's say, in the vicinity of a urinal, mm. and uh, a woman has come in with a, a bag of toilet rolls or something of the sort and just strolled past. Mm. You know, and uh, I love it. <laughs> but I know not everyone does. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had some responses to the what did you do last night? Uh, oh, uh, right. Question. I can't tell Frank what I did last night because he'll be sickened. Oh, goodness. Is it, is it morally transgressive? Well, it's something he'll disapprove of. Okay. I watched um, season five, episode six, Broken Bird. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everybody? <laughs> I watched Miss World 2013. <laughs> no, but Daisy and I discovered the cockles made a terrible mistake. He was saying, because it was big publicity. It was the last ever episode of Breaking Bad. It's mm. all over the American news. Oh, so it's finished now, it. Breaking yeah. Bad. Thank God but for I'm that. But I'm a bit behind. <laughs> no, but Frank, it was the last ever episode. The cockles said, oh, I don't need to. I've seen it. I've seen them all. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this. He lied. He hasn't seen them all. We said, but it hasn't aired yet, the last episode. He goes, no, no, I've seen yeah, it. but you know, current way he's now, he's probably in it. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's become a proper actor and stuff. What was we talking about? Sorry, Steve Hall. I was uh, no people. What did they do last uh, we've night? We've had quite a few responses. 739 has, has uh, texted to say, What I did last night, I played FIFA 14 and beat West Brom 8-2 as Everton. Ha, ha, ha. And the ha, ha, ha seems to imply that he thinks that's a result that happened in real life <laughs> rather than on a computer game. Whereas I think the real result this season, yeah. where Everton were unable to get inflict a uh, victory oh. over at West Brom at uh, Goodison. Oh, dear. And uh, uh, 550 has texted, uh, what did my wife and I do last night? The answer is filth. No, not that. We watched the film, the film with James McAvoy. <laughs> oh, did you? Of course, I can't watch that because um, Irving Welsh once slagged off three lions. Did he? Yeah. Is that because he had the rival, the big team, the, the screen team and the big man meet the army army uptown? No. Was the I rival, think he was a rival single. He had a, he had a single in... I don't I know. In a single in 96. He, he, and what him. was his call? Three lines. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, look, something happened to me this week, and I think I'll probably tell you, and you'll think, well, that's an unremarkable thing. Why even bother mentioning it when it's an everyday occurrence? 
to me, it's something that I can't remember the last time it happened to me. And it felt sort of retro and odd. <laughs> and what happened is I was walking down the street and there was a man sitting in a van, mm. parked, and he leaned out the window and said, excuse me, um, have you got the time? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I couldn't believe it. I thought, yeah, I've got the time, it's 1980. That's the last time someone asked me the time. I thought, is it possible in the yeah. modern world not to know? Because everyone's got a phone with the time, even if they don't have a watch. I would, I would say it's hard to avoid the time. These yeah. Days. Well, we see, I, I've been touring around the last month or so with, with Russell Howard quite a lot. And, we, it's a, <laughs> and it's a fairly regular thing where people all ask him a mundane question just so that they've had an interaction with him. So it's quite, that's quite a thing. I think he gets oh. quite a lot is, do you have the time? Does he? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't think... I, I didn't um, get the impression from this bloke at all that it was a celebrity moment. I really <laughs> felt he wanted to know the time. Did you tell him? Um, well, what I did was... This, is a, I don't know if this was a bit odd. I just, I just <laughs> r- pulled up my sleeve and I, I showed him my watch <laughs> really close, quite close to his face. Did you? Oh, it was a bit of a passive-aggressive one. I d- because I was speechless that yeah. someone... It's like having a glass of milk. It's something that just doesn't happen to me anymore. <laughs> it never happened. Was, was it a van driver? It was a van driver, yeah. yeah. Um, so it made me think about um, the speaking clock. I sometimes ring the speaking clock. Do you really? Well, I tell well, that's you what, what I was wondering about. Who on earth now rings the speaking clock? Because I don't trust my phone sometimes, and I think it's slipping. This is what a control freak I am. <laughs> I don't trust it, and I've been proven right on occasion. I know, but you, c- you can put in current time on, on I Google. I still don't trust it's, it. It's you don't trust nice, that? No. It was always a fun thing to do, the speaking clock, when the clocks went forward or back. Or at New Year- on New Year's Eve. That was a thing. Me and my brothers used to go crazy for that. <laughs> well, bringing Why? the speaking Just to hear him repeat himself or hear him skip an hour. Oh, it okay. felt like the world was full of magic. <laughs> OK. I must um, remember that. <laughs> then we got a computer and th- things moved on. Yeah, but I... Did you... Um, have I ever mentioned Dial-A-Disc on this uh, Oh, show? I love Dial-A-Disc. 160. Dial-A-Disc. You used to, you used yeah. to phone up... And they used to play a, a current chart here. <laughs> I did it. I did. But I didn't know anyone who had a phone then. Oh, so I find that so hard. Go to a phone box, put <laughs> oh, money in, and uh, stand for three minutes listening to Ballpark Incident by Roy Wood's Wizard, and then go. <laughs> I was stray cat strut. Oh. Yeah, well, I was a bit a bit before you, I suppose. But, oh, uh, Frank, that makes me so sad. I don't think. What an odd. It was mm. like when they used to have booths in record shops where you played, you listened to the record before you bought it. Yeah. But uh, dial-a-disc, that stopped, presumably, because everyone's got... Well, you can hear music when you on demand now, darling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I found it uh, an odd thing that you asked me the time, and it reminded me a bit of when my dad came in with his hand all swollen up, and he said that someone had asked him the time on the way back from the pub, and uh, he said, I'm not falling for that old one. <laughs> And um, he hit him and knocked him over a garden wall, he told me. Crikey. Yeah. So that bloke uh, must have thought my dad had recently been fired from the voice of the speaking <laughs> clock and was taking it really, really badly. This is Frank Skinner. Uh, we've had a text, Frank, from uh, from 999. This is the, the, one of the drawbacks oh, of the three-number... Yeah, oh, the police yeah. have texted us. Um, 
Hey, Frank, regarding uh, people asking for the time, I was walking the dog one morning and a woman, who was obviously a bit worse for wear, asked me the time. When I said seven o'clock, she stared at me for a while and then asked, is that, is that in the morning or evening? See, I like that. That's like in, I like that. in Doctor I, Who I, when I you ask that. people what year it is and they look yeah. a bit nervous <laughs> and like he's messing about. Wow, I'm what a crazy party animal or mentally ill person that was. <laughs> 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 Do you know, I'm sure I've done that to people as well. Really? Why not now? I've sorted myself out, haven't I? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Frank, we've had another text in. Well, it's an email, actually. It says, a quiz for Frank and Steve. Oh, thanks a lot. Excellent. <laughs> I'm very excited Steve Hall, a.k.a. Wikistevia, is on today. Well, we all are. I hope you get to my email below so that Frank and Steve can enjoy the quiz together. What quiz, I hear you ask? What quiz? Well, um, Frank has frequently <laughs> said... That's what help you out there. See, that's what, that's what teamwork's all about. Yeah, I love that's that. building radio. Yeah. Frank has frequently said he loves a quiz, but no well, one seems to quiz. send genuine quiz questions. Well, I just think it'd be tedious for everyone listening. Well... How um, many has he sent? Nevertheless. <laughs> Chanel, and okay. that's a she. Oh, Chanel sorry. says... Chanel says... Chanel, brilliant. I bet number five will be a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clap that because I love Thank you. Yeah, any fashion reference you'll yeah. go for. Is, um, is perfume fashion? I, That's this week's text. <laughs> yes. What, is perfume what did you fashion? do last night? And is perfume fashion? <laughs> <laughs> I've done my best to compile a few which might stretch his memory. I hope this pleases him. Oh, it's gone a bit Jane Austen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this pleases him, sir. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try out a few on you, Frank. Okay. I, I obviously won't just sit here asking questions all day. No, no, don't worry. Don't panic anyone. Who knitted the long scarf for Tom Baker's role in Doctor Who? Now, I don't know the name, but I think, if I remember the story rightly, they gave a load of wool to a, an, a, an old woman. Um, <laughs> who was somehow associated with the BBC. That horrible. And they didn't, or she didn't realise that she wasn't supposed to use it all. So she just knitted and that, knitted and knitted till it was used. That, when oh. they brought it back, they, they all laughed that it was ridiculously long. But then... People laughed um, at Christopher oh, Columbus, did she, to be did fair. Did she think that the new Doctor Who was a giraffe? Uh, something like that. But then, then um, Tom stopped with it and made it work. Oh, I Tom. think, but I don't know who she... Had. Is, is the answers on there? No. Okay. <laughs> so, but she's she's in communication with us. So okay. I've got another one for you. Okay, we better not do too many. No, but, but go I'm going to do one more. Okay, do it. Um, which high school did Elvis Presley graduate from? He, uh, Hume High School. Ooh, I love it. In you Memphis. Know that. Now I've been to Hume High School on one of my Elvis pilgrimages. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a scary area. Is it? Is it? Scary is it? area, I'm quite right. That's a good <laughs> band. I might, I, yeah, I might do, do a TV show called Scary Area. It's, it's, it's a sort of a, the darker version of Panorama. <laughs> yeah. With the dark, dark side of Pat Sharp's Fun House. Yeah, it would have been a good album. Get darker. Pat Sharp's Scary Area. Wouldn't it have been a good album for Bananarama? Bananarama <laughs> Scary Area. <laughs> oh, someone's just reminded us on text. Scary Area coming at you, that could be our slogan. Oh, no, I think that's been... <laughs> Frank six four one. I love Dial a Disc too, and I also love the bedtime story. Do you oh remember God, that? the bedtime. Well, of course. Well, you couldn't do that from the phone box. No, no, unless I weird. slept in the phone box. <laughs> I only did that about eight times. That was in the days when our telephone number was only four digits long, and we also shared a phone line with someone else up the street. Obviously, this isn't me speaking. So halfway through the story, a man would suddenly shout, "I want to use the phone." <laughs> 
It's <laughs> what was that? well. I'll tell you this after because we've got to go into the news soon. But there used to be, oh, just the used to be. We've lost, all, <laughs> we've lost all the youth. Tom Baker's scarf and dial a disc. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the Southeast on 105.8 FM. Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall this morning. Um, you can text us on 8, 12, 15. Many of you have, and you've, you've mm. been a rich source of interest and joy. Uh, you can also tweet us on uh, at Frank on the radio or email us direct through the Absolute Radio website and relax. These, <laughs> I tell you what, these almonds are going down well. Yeah, we've all gone uh, almonds crazy. We've gone nuts. <laughs> oh, and that's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. That's what we though. need round here. That's, that's why really my position on the subs bench is secure. Yes. <laughs> no, I thought that was excellent. I think we might, we might, we're going to need you more and more. <laughs> I think now that um, the acting work's coming in for the cockerel. Anyway, hey, listen to this. Seven nine three. We were talking. You were talking about an incident you'd had where someone had asked you the time, and you mm. thought it was extraordinary and a bit Terry Time Warp. And uh, 793 said, I overheard a time request outside Starbucks in High Street, Ken, when a young lady was left none the wiser because she didn't understand the response from a man I would guess to be in his 60s who replied to her inquiry, five and 20 after nine. (laughs) (laughs) That's Noel from Wembley. Sure, he wasn't from the 80s. We were talking about party lines, actually. Someone was on about having a... Are we? A party line <laughs> is when you I was set... not talking about that. No, it's when you... Not those. In the West Midlands in the 70s, a party line was a very different thing. It was when you used to share a phone line with someone else. It was cheaper. Really? Yeah. What? Human beings? Yeah. So you'd... you'd Sometimes, as that the previous um, oh, reader yes. said, that you'd be on the line and you'd hear, um, excuse me, you're going to be much longer. Just come into your, come into your phone call. That's awful. And sometimes Did you'd pick it up. In, like the DEA or something? Did they listen to your conversations? Well, then? I don't know. Yeah, sometimes you'd pick it up and they'd be mid-conversation. You'd think, I wonder if they've heard me picking up. Because it'd be quite nice just to listen oh, to what they say. God, that's it, was, it was like the early days of Big Brother, in a yeah. way. Did you misuse it? Would it, would it get abused by, I was always, by pranksters? I, I was always uh, afraid that they would know if I was listening or anything like that. Well, you're quite moral, you see, Frank, but I suspect uh, others in the Birmingham area weren't. Well, bear in mind, it was our first ever... You know, was, I was probably 15 or 16... Oh, no, older than that, when we got our first phone. So the whole thing was... I remember my mum would answer the phone. She'd hold the receiver about two foot from her face <laughs> and go, Hello? <laughs> Hello? Like that. And it was terrifying for anyone who called. And it would have been difficult for your dad to pick the receiver up with his swollen hand. Yeah, from... exactly. Yeah. I don't remember him ever fights. using it, actually. <laughs> Newfangled contraption, etc. <laughs> but, yeah, the party line. Mm. Speaking of the party line, oh, what about this? Oh, what, what, what about John Burko? Oh, that's your mate as that well. That was a beautiful speaker. segue. That was you were the creator supreme. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, John Burko is the, the speaker of the House of Commons. Many of you will know, mm. um, but I'm guessing not all of you. And uh, he he was involved in an altercation this it week. It was a real. Mm. It was terrible, actually. A, a lady um, <laughs> dashed out of a restaurant 
and accused him of um, clipping her car when he parked. He was, yeah, because he, he was squeezing the, his Volvo yeah. into a tight spot. And she ran out. She was fuming, wasn't she? She was furious. She called him an arrogant toff. Yes. Which I see as something of an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, arrogant toff sounds like, it's a bit like, you know the many, many... Uh, abusive terms that end with the word off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a sort of a cleaned up one. Why don't you just arrogant off? <laughs> That's how you're going to be. I might start using that all the time. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about the speaker. Yes, um, uh, John Burke. We should say, in the interest of full disclosure, which I believe was Andrew Neil's autobiography title. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, it was, full disclosure. Okay. Let's hope it wasn't. Um, you, Frank, is actually... I don't know if you're friends with the speaker, but you certainly got on very well with him when I saw you. Well, I mean, I you were all over him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far. <laughs> Just My shadow was all over him. He's quite small. <laughs> but um, we spoke for, what, five minutes? Oh, it was longer than that. Oh, come you on. You were all over him. You were overheard saying to him... It's great. You're the Speaker of the House of Commons. You can you can crash into someone's car and get away with it. No, yeah. that's not true. Also, I mean, we don't know what happened here. Let's let's make no, that absolutely clear. But this um, the the lady involved who went out and, and also called him a little weasel. She, she called did. him after. That's so cruel. Badger or ferret? Okay, <laughs> but weasel. I don't. I think it was sizes, though. I you know, do. you wouldn't yeah, call yeah. the man who plays Jaws in um, what do you call Richard Keel? You yeah. wouldn't call him a weasel. Richard, would you? Richard Keys. Richard Keyes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was him, was it? Yeah. Oh, I'd call him a weasel. He's, he's got the pelt <laughs> of one. No, but she, um, as soon as Mr Burko had gone off to do his charity event, which is why he was there, um, oh. uh, she, uh, did you see the photographs of her? Well, exactly, the, and her, she's, she, yeah. She's posed for, she obviously <laughs> thought, well, I'm going to the papers with this, and it's her leaning in, in the gap between the two cars. <laughs> leaning. The fact there is a gap suggests yeah. Yeah. maybe there wasn't well, a problem. Well, her bag is on his bonnet. Yeah, in I know. In the photo, she, be, she's... Well, more importantly... To be fair, it wasn't Hermes, so... <laughs> but if you look, if you actually look, she, she drives a Range Rover, and you can she look does. at these on... I don't encourage people to go to the Daily Mail website, but you no, can look at pictures of this, this lady... And her car is parked, and the wheels are inside the white line, but the actual body of the car is sticking over the white line. Is it? So I would say that she's been hoisted by her own PR. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, you're so right about the posing. You know what she was doing? She was doing um, Liz Hurley premier legs. She was posing in a very red carpet way. Yes, she was. Very red carpet. The wording of the article is quite interesting because calling him an arrogant toff is fairly unfair given his dad was a cab driver. So he's not. That's right. He's not. Actually, he probably did smash into the car there. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I think he's allowed to urinate on the back wheel. Is that right? Sandy Moore is nodding next door. Honestly, it's... And we, begin sentences we with, I'm not, I'm not racist, but... But Steve, Steve Wikipedia Hall, he's, he's, a, yeah. he's, he's not we, in the same league as Sandy Moore. Let's no. remember that. Warkopedia, that's what cool. <laughs> Well, he's a really interesting bloke, Burke. He was, as a, as a young... As a boy, as a teenager, he was Britain's number one ranked junior tennis player. 
I thought you were going to say Jew for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. As you're Jewish, I thought that would have been okay. But I still would have got a bit tense about it. And it's a thing you could believe existing, because we're all about league tables and achievements. Exactly. (laughs) David Baddiel, was was he something like a best-looking Jew? He was the sixth sexiest Jew in the UK. Yeah, exactly. But he was behind someone like Lord Sugar or someone like that. Yeah, but but power... That's a shame. Yeah, power is an aphrodisiac, yeah. 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 I say power. I'll tell me. you what's an aphrodisiac an invite to the Amstrad Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for me. And uh, Viagra, I think that's. Isn't that an aphrodisiac? <laughs> anyway, so that's the texting. Aphrodisiacs. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're talking about John Burko and his shenanigans this week. Yes. Mm. I, feel, I feel quite sorry for him. Mm. Um, because because it's, it's quite a scary thing when you're confronted like oh, that. Oh, they stick together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Once Steve heard about the Volvo, <laughs> he'd, he'd chosen his side. <laughs> he said um, it wasn't me. Yes, he, it was he, a bit he, of a shaggy. He, he, exactly. he'd said it like that. <laughs> it, well, it, it wasn't me. Well, no, no. Because she, she accused him with the ferocity of an angry Scottish mother accusing her children of not being able to use the toilet properly. If you've, yeah, se- if you've oh, seen I that do. YouTube clip. I do, and I uh, And he responded, and, and there's a wonderful delivery of it wasn't me yeah. in that particular <laughs> clip. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I mean, we don't know what happened. I keep saying that, but I, I, don't, I didn't warm to this lady. I with, didn't. With her fancy posing. Mm. What, was the bag, what was the bag make? I think it was an Hermes. N- n- nervous. Oh, I don't have time well, to explain basic fashion okay. constructs. All I'm saying, she wouldn't have spoken to Speaker Martin yes, like that. Yes. Well, there was. He, a, you know what he'd have said? What? Order! You've parked your car! Order! To be fair, as well, Frank, she was driving a Range Rover. And yeah. I think Range Rover drivers are a bit cigar smoker slash. You know, I don't pay my yeah. taxes for dot dot dot. Pastel shade sweater around the around yes. uh, the well, there are well, we don't want to we don't uh, want to generalise. I'm sure there's a lot of lovely people yeah. that, that drive round drives. I'm just not sure freebie. she was one of them. In the news story, there's a few sentences in the news story that it implicitly sort of make a few comments about her things that are unnecessary so so one of the things it, it says the 42 year old divorcee <laughs> as if to imply yes yeah, she is very hard to live with yeah that was a bit harsh this is typical but of they her. also they also named they said what his salary was yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. just so we can work out yeah. whether he's a bad parker or can not. i guess yeah. what he's on go on i reckon it was 152 it was about that yeah Oh, I, I that's don't know what he was I think it's 159, I think something was like it? that. Well yeah. remembered. Oh, my goodness. Well remembered. But the, the other thing that, that they, they should were be like keen... footballers, I want to know how much a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not how much but a year. The new, in the article, it, was, it said that the incident happened at 20 past six in the early evening, and she reported it at 1am. Is that right? At, but oh. the implication there was that she'd had a few vodkas. Well, no, she's she obviously into, sort of told a few people about it. She turned into white wine, can which I, happens can, to us all. Yeah. Can I repeat with saying that we don't, well, this is all speculation. <laughs> she may be a lovely person, John Burke might have been in the wrong, or vice versa. Although I did feel it was a bit when she said um, he's, he thinks he's above the law mm. he's not even above the dashboard <laughs> <laughs> he did admit he said I'm not the best driver 
And I thought that showed him in a good light. Yeah, because I think it's very... Because I'm a bit of a... I know people take the mickey out of my careful driving. Can you believe (laughs) that careful driving is now seen as something (laughs) to be laughed at? Oh, I love the way you drive, Frank. It's adorable. But, um, yes. (laughs) People say I drive like a pensioner. That's what they say. Yeah, I pretty much do. I just feel comfortable in that trilby. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's just when you were were driving past once, I did think it was Mr Magoo. But if I was if I was uh, the same size as John Burko, I I wouldn't drive a, a Volvo. I'd I'd drive a Top Top. Yeah. Whenever man. I walk past a Top Top, I always think, wouldn't it be brilliant to arrive somewhere in one of those? <laughs> I mean, they look a bit tentative on that front wheel, <laughs> but they're so lovely and cute, and they just say they say I've you know I've turned my back on uh, all the macho driving Top Gear. You know, hey man, let's 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 burn some rubber, and I've gone for a tok tok. I respect. It. If we've got any tok tok owners, <laughs> do, why don't, that's this week's tok tok tokstin. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We've had a, a very topical text in two eight one. Jay Burko was heading to our charity event to raise money for state schools in Chelsea. Uh? Presumably to abolish them. No. no. Um, <laughs> See, I told you it was going to a charity event. I know, I know. Two mums set to raise... I can't read that figure. Is it 20,000? I think so, 200,000 yes. in two hours or something. Anyway, it Tw- must be 20, 20. 20. We raised 30,000 with John's help. I mean, that doesn't mean it's all right to smash into people's <laughs> no. cars if that's what he did, but, I mean, good on him yeah. for, for getting involved we, in that. So he's all, you know, I know it's... it's you think, oh, John Burke, but you know, there's goodness yeah. in there. We've had a clearly. tweet. Uh, we've had a tweet from Strong and Northern. Uh, oh, they but he's to not, themselves. not so pro, yeah. John. Burke. He says, "I thought the world had gone mad. I swear, I heard you say John Virgo was the Speaker <laughs> of the House of Commons." <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah, great. That's a new, uh, a new move at the last <laughs> minute. Is it just a different snooker player? Oh dear! No. Oh dear! <laughs> oh dear! Um, yeah so Burke whatever he did that night was on an errand of mercy so respect Mm, hope no one ever says that about me Um, on the subject of men in suits oh I um, I tell you something I've picked up on just lately now I don't know if this can't be coincidence I've seen four um, examples of this and I don't know quite what it's about I um, I walk around a lot if you know I, I cover yeah. a lot of miles around London, and sometimes in in the uh, in during rush hour in the morning, and um, I you know on my way somewhere I don't just walk about, and I've seen businessmen, not businessmen, people who work in offices, you know, yeah. so the normal suit, blah. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that they're walking in to work, and they've got their ties around their necks, oh, under their collars, but. But not at all, not loose, not not just hanging straight down, not knotted in any way, like a football scarf, like a, so hanging like <laughs> a scarf. And I've seen, like I say, four examples of this. Now, is this a new trend that's coming that you don't fasten your tie till you get into work? How or? interesting! Yeah. Have it's it, very yeah. recent. I've only seen it the last month. Is it the male equivalent of wearing flats before you get into your heels when you get to work? Maybe it is that. Or also taking your bra off when you get home watching the telly. We all do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have put on a few pounds. <laughs> it's sort of necessary. You don't take your bra off to watch the telly, do you? I do. 
You Daisy, must be fiercely <laughs> underwired. <laughs> Daisy, do you ever do that? Oh, God, put her on the spot. <laughs> so, Daisy, do you take your bra off to watch the telly? Do you, Daisy? Where are you wearing your bra? <laughs> Is it wearing on your head? You have to take no, it off. No, but it hurts by the Look, end of the day. That's the latest text in. <laughs> no, I don't, let's not get into bras. But if anyone yes, knows but why... But, um, well, I'll, I'll keep calling them businessmen, but that's yeah. slightly misleading. If People who work have... in offices walk in with the tie on Don. And if I could I'd just have one text in support of my bra removal. I'm, I'm glad it'll be in support. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any women working in with their bras just hanging down at their sides. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll fasten this when I get in. <laughs> you know, give me a bit of freedom in my power walking. <laughs> oh, it's so nice when you take it off. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. <laughs> got Fonzie-like skills, one-handed. Yeah, right out the sleeve. <laughs> Don't even take the top off. Straight down the sleeve. <laughs> and on, where's my wristwatch? <laughs> oh, man. Brilliant. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, it turns out I'm not alone with the bra removal. It turns out it seems that Britain is swinging free. Oh. <laughs> Line one five, my bra comes off as soon as I walk through the front door. Really? One four zero through door bra off. One seven zero. Don't worry, Emily. I do the same thing. It sounds like yeah. some sort of uh, electric system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you walk through the beam, your butt, yeah, your bra exactly. shoots off like Barbara yeah. Windsor in Carry On Camping. Eight six eight six two. I'm a comfortable thirty four C. Generally admit the bra wherever possible. We didn't ask for sizes. No. We did not ask for sizes. <laughs> six six two says, "Don't worry. The first thing I do when I get home is remove my bra through my sleeve. I've done that. That's good through the sleeve. <laughs> oh, also. I love that. It's, it's explaining to me now why my girlfriend's bras are always on top of the microwave. <laughs> I just thought they were warming. <laughs> but that, she must come in, and uh, that's where that's where it must go. Oh, I suppose she I heads straight to the kitchen. Kath is such a bra remover. I can't tell you. Is she really? Mm, I haven't I really noticed. She's like me. Mm. I'll get told off now for not noticing. That's an interesting phrase, such a bra remover. Yeah. yeah. A, a I'd phenomenon see that as a I've positive. Don't don't call me, me that in the old days. <laughs> Touring in the 90s. Yeah, but now it's all changed. We've also had, we have had an answer on the tie issue. Oh, from, good. Uh, Harry on, uh, has texted to say, I, I think he's relating it to happy slapping, basically. He says, I think uh, people keep their ties undone because there is a spate of school children pulling on the long... Uh, end of the knot uh, it's really hard so that the knot goes really small and tight oh, and they're high? left with a long spindly tie uh, when, it un- when, when it's joking. not done I'm up a choking hazard yeah. So yeah. you're telling me they're wearing them like this because they don't want to be choked by school children no, that's <laughs> Harry's theory this way it slides past their collar they can dance away unharmed broken Britain <laughs> <laughs> Is that why women are taking their bras off? <laughs> that their children might come over and crack two or three ribs by tightening their strap. What's happened to the world? Merlin's gone now, this. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, I've just uh, taken a... Uh, my athletic support down a couple of notches. Oh. Inspired by all this bra talk. You know what I mean? I feel, <laughs> I feel so much easier in myself. They're still coming in, these people. I mean, really, this is going on a lot out there. Uh, 540, definitely get bra off. Cleaner always comments. Cleaner always yeah. comments? Yeah. Yeah, cleaner always comments <laughs> as well when, when they walk in through the urinal. <laughs> which I can do without. Because I always say... <laughs> Floor's cold. 
<laughs> and Fee Frank says, my husband leaves his tyre hanging around his neck because he gets too hot. He asked me to let you know. When he walks in. See, I wonder if... Is that what he means? Well, no. Is it like Tom Jones at the end of a gig? <laughs> <laughs> and he has the bow tie hanging down. Oh, she- I love Shelley that. and Knox has supported the bra thing as well. The first thing I do when I get in from the school run in the afternoon is take my bra off. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I had no idea they were such a symbol of restraint and oh, yeah. constriction. That's why, that's why ladies burnt them. Of course. <laughs> mm. Of course. <laughs> anyway, what else? Uh, well, I, I'm delighted to be here, Frank. Uh, uh, but I, I have had okay, to sacrifice... So what, what, what should we talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> I've had to sacrifice a thing that uh, I'm sure you would have been happy to be able to go to as well. Mm. As, as we speak... Uh, one of the monthly Doctor Who events is happening at the British Film Institute. That's true. Uh, mm. And uh, uh, I had tickets to it, and once I got the opportunity to do this, I naturally I, I decided to do this because I need the work. Oh, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. This has oh, got a bit... Uh, gives I, a job. I, I will work for food, ladies and gentlemen. This has got a bit yosser. <laughs> Boys from the black stuff in the studio. Yeah, well, it's good. We're glad you come in. <laughs> I need the work. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my wallet? Oh, it's in Steve Hall's bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And so, uh, having and of course, it's happening. What a twenty-minute walk away! Indeed. What this and Doctor Who? Thing? They're showing. They're showing the Doctor Who the movie. So it's the Paul McGann. They're not that one, one. from the nineties. I wish you told me because I could have made an excuse not to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. McGann is present. He is doing the Q and A. Frank so, likes him. Uh, mm. So because I couldn't use the tickets, I, I was but, keen can to... Can I say they're like gold dust as well, Are these they? tickets? They go, they go like lightning. Or... Well, I said they're like gold dust. <laughs> and then it's you said they dust. went like lightning. Is gold dust any good? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you buy it from. To be honest, no, but I would rather have a ticket, I think, than for gold dust. Than, well, I don't know what... I wouldn't know where to take gold dust. Well, well you gold... wouldn't believe it. If someone offered you some gold dust, you would <laughs> simply think that that's a ground-up crunchy. Well, I, I think that's nice, gold dust. But what did you do, post office? Do you Bank? know what? We've got to update that. They're like, for scarcity of yeah, things. Because like, gold dust doesn't work, does they're it? They're like right. Doctor Who BFI tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, is it the assay office you have to go to? Is that is that where you go with gold dust? Like, that's, <laughs> anyone out there, where do you go? If you're given gold dust, if you're lucky enough to get hold of this elusive item <laughs> what, what do you do with it then <laughs> i suppose you could put it in one of those remember those those things that used to look a bald man on and used to move iron filings about oh, but yeah. then again i don't think it's magnetic it's worse it's not as good as iron filings <laughs> <laughs> the frank skinner show listen live every saturday morning from eight on absolute radio This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. We were talking about what I'm calling Steve's Dilemma. Yeah. Indeed. It's a good car, a dilemma. Uh, I... The Vauxhall Dilemma. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. They should be more inventive, shouldn't they, with their car names? Yeah. Yeah. I drive uh, the Austin Uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, we, uh, we were talking about Doctor Who. that Toyota Nemesis <laughs> you're driving? <laughs> we, were dis- we were just discussing Paul Renault McGann. Uh, yes. Oh, lovely, and, Steve. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, we were discussing how... So the tickets to these Doctor Who events, they are indeed uh, like gold dust. They are rare as hen's teeth. Have we found out what you do with gold dust? Has anyone let us know that? No, but, I mean, 225 has offered up this... 
Um, Send it to him. Is it going to be one of those jokes? No, no. Okay. You can use it to sprinkle on cakes or to put into chocolate if you're making your own chocolates. I yeah, bet that's I'm a not, West 11 postcode. I'm um, not sure that's its main purpose, though, is it? No. What's gold dust for? Does, does gold dust feature in the um, Doctor Who TV movie? Haven't it? Flashback now of someone taking a couple of sacks from the TARDIS of gold dust mm. and the doctor saying that's no, all right you can keep it but maybe sprinkle on some cakes it might have been the movie anyway this mm. is boring for anyone <laughs> sorry but anyway I, I wanted to do a good turn because I, I had these tickets i couldn't use so i wanted to offer them i i, I don't i'm not as knowledgeable about who as you are but uh, I wanted to offer them to some people I, I know to see if anyone would cherish yeah, them. Yeah, you're a proper lover of who, though. I am. And, and well, Toby, the excellent comedian Toby Haydoke, oh, uh, yeah. who runs a brilliant, does a brilliant Doctor Who podcast. So mm. I thought, I'll go to him. I'll, he, he knows everyone. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll go to he him. He does and, know a lot about Doctor yeah, Who. And, uh, and so I, I, I t- emailed him, said, do you want to see if anyone wants to come? And then I didn't hear from him for a few days. So I returned the tickets to the box office. Mm. Uh, as is my right uh, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. about an hour after I'd done that uh, he got in touch with me and said I've found someone who will worship you forever and thank you for uh, for the tickets they'll take them off your hands uh, um. and I felt awful because I, I was really wanting to do someone a good turn and I've ended up mm. feeling like some kind of ticket tease Oh, so no. it's the ultimate and I, was, I have to admit there was an element of philanthropy plus five percent because I was hoping to maybe get some inside info on whether the missing episodes rumours are true oh yeah. I see uh, so, so there, were, there was self-interest but of a, of a gossipy Patrick Troughton related nature yes well and I'm intrigued by good when, when, you, when you set out with the best of intentions and it all goes horrendously wrong I'm yes. intrigued by these moments. There's a similar moment I once had. Uh, I saw a gentleman at uh, Melbourne Zoo who uh, lifted up a child that wasn't his to try and enable the child to get a better view of the gorillas. And as he picked that child up, he accidentally smashed that child's head into uh, the ceiling of the uh, the little booth that they were oh, watching from. No. Right. And uh, that man was me, I should uh, oh. I should add. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. like that at the end of Deck of Cards when he says, <laughs> I was that soldier. <laughs> Mm. So I'm intrigued when you start off meaning the best and it goes horribly what, wrong. What about yes. when I gave you a lift lot the other week? That that happened then. Was that good intentions? Well, it wasn't really good intentions, <laughs> but okay-ish intentions. Mm. But I had a taxi, paid for it out of my own money, not on the absolute radio budget, frankly. Really? And um, Steve Hall, I said, oh, have a lift with me. And he, was, he said, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine, actually. I said, no, 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 honestly, I insist. <laughs> he went, no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I insist. So we got in the cab, and I think we dropped you a bit in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it suddenly dawned on me, because I wasn't going to go out of my way, Frank. I won't go that far. But it dawned on me as he got out of the car. He, that he was he on his way to a sex club. <laughs> 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 and then he had to, thought you had to drop him yeah, somewhere completely. Exactly. No, what, what, why? What happened? Well, it was just that we dropped him. It wasn't really near a tube. It wasn't anywhere. And it was about, it was just, it was inconvenient for him. It would have been easier for him to have gone all the way home. I was trying well, to do he the says, nice he's thing. desperate for work. He probably bossed <laughs> for an hour <laughs> But that was one of those ones where the, where the conversation. It was nice to have a natter. I think I think oh, you were mid. So kind, you, you were mid. Your you were in the middle of your Edinburgh stuff. So it was nice to. Oh, Frank doesn't like to talk about that. <laughs> I do. You <laughs> since don't tell me about your new career. <laughs> you and the cock. That was my good intentions. I gave the cockle and Emily Dean a job, <laughs> and now one's on location, <laughs> and the other one has secret work that I'm not allowed to know about. That's that's what happens to good intentions. The road to hell. 
now. Fan behind me. Oliver Kirk says the Renault Quandry. I like the oh, Renault Quandry. Yeah, absolutely like that. Good old Oliver that's Kirk. Kirk. This is Frank Skinner. I think we had a text. Um, we had a tweet from Richard Long. Oh, yeah. Who had said, uh, and you Dick are... Long? Yeah. <laughs> a poet. Um, and he said, uh, he, you are indeed correct. Uh, he says, yes, there are bags of gold dust in the TARDIS in the TV movie. The Master offers it to Chang Lee. Right, that's right. And I think he takes away and the Doctor says, it's all right, you can keep it. It's only gold dust. I don't know where to take it. <laughs> it's in the same problem. So I'm sick of sprinkling it on my cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Roberts is the master in yes, that Yes, he's, he's fabulous. Oh. So, um, well, there's, there's a few points I'd, I'd like to make here. One is I also have a ticket for the, um, the Doctor really? event today. So I'm just going along after the show. <laughs> Excellent. That's the obvious thing to do, isn't it? Because I've seen the movie a few times, so I'll just go along for all the lovely panel and and all that. It's a bit weird. Well, that's, that's, yes, if that's you hadn't good... had this weird 5% philanthropy thing, if, if, if you hadn't tried to do that, you and I could have strolled across town together. It would have been lovely. Not only would you have watched the, the Eighth Doctor being interviewed, you'd have been sitting next to a, a borderline national treasure. <laughs> oh, but no. Oh. But no, you have to go and get your money back. <laughs> We've got to get you some more work. <laughs> well, this is my good intentions have been stamped into the dirt now. Look, I'm getting a wall knocked down in my. Uh, <laughs> do you want? Have oh. you got a hammer? You in that wall? No, I, I, I. Why not? Have you seen the movie? No, that was the. We were saving it. It's one we'd never seen, and and because okay. my wife is a fairly recent convert, we were to Doctor Who, not to Judaism. Uh, no. We were going to. Uh, Has she converted to? No, no. Has no. she not? Oh, you've married out. Oh, married out. <laughs> She's not on Zudras. <laughs> yes. So, so it was going to be our special treat. How lovely that we could have, uh, we could have gone oh, together. Oh, that's a lovely treat. Right, that, that honestly never even occurred to me. <laughs> I'm so jealous of her right now. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I would, uh, I'd like to talk about. What? And it's been in the news. It's, uh, we've mentioned Miley Cyrus quite a lot oh, yeah. of light yes. on this show from, I think... Beginning with um, when she was in the thick of it, with Robin Thicke yeah. at the VMAs. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's planted his poison in her during that dance <laughs> it's been thing, awful. but she hasn't been the same girl since. No. She's gone crazy. She has indeed. No, I don't know, when Miley's gone crazy. She's got into terrible... I've become that, that, remember that transsexual from uh, Big Brother from about... Nardia. Nardia. Oh, but I'm very sorry, you're a lovely, <laughs> um, He's on my list of people that I most fear becoming visually. Oh well, yeah, could well, be worse. I don't know. He Did, wasn't. Didn't you on a on a, an old World Cup podcast do something like her having a chat with Elton John? That's <laughs> a, maybe. I, I I became obsessed with doing that impression. I just what happened? To, what was she called? Nadia. 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 I remember her surname. But... Don't worry about her surname. Mm. That's the great I, joy I of reality TV. It doesn't matter. It's that people <laughs> say, it. and now on X Factor, <laughs> it's Malcolm! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's made the Christian name a noble title. I liked it best when I think someone called Steve, no offence, Steve, <laughs> but someone just called Steve on the X Factor, didn't he? 
And you weren't going to go buy an album. I've well, got watched... Steve's uh, latest album. When I was yeah, watching Steve. Miss World last night, um, there was a guy on it called Steve who was sort of doing the presenting, and I felt he must be Julia Morley's driver or something. Oh, do you think so? He was like a London <laughs> bloke, and he, he, he didn't have an auto cue. He was reading off cards. Oh. And he was saying, yes, things are really going... Um, uh, <laughs> Going, yeah, we're up to the top. What's that, five? And oh, God, this is Miss World. Broadcast around the... I think he must be Julian Morley's blackmailer. Yeah. Uh, um, that's obviously not a serious allegation. Can I just say, I love that you're outraged that the production values on Miss World. Yeah, there was lots of it. Was, and, and who should be presenting Miss World? Bruce Forsyth. No. Oh. Mylene Class. Oh. Yeah. Why? Well, I suppose it was um, it was in Indonesia. Is she has she got some? Is she some some sort she of Malay? Oh, Malay. Yeah. Yes, Malay. Malay. Yes, that sounds right. I believe that uh, Malaysia is truly Asia. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> Did not like that song. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> Malaysia's true. Um. This is Frank Skinner. We were talking about Miley and Sinead. Miley and Sinead, yes, Miley and Sinead. <laughs> yes, in case you don't know this, and uh, you know, sometimes people are too busy to keep up with um, news, news, especially sort of like entertainment news. Mm. Um, Sinead O'Connor, who um, many of you will remember, <laughs> I always thought that's a bit of a coincidence that Sinead. Is a bit like the word skinhead. It's it's, ama- it's amazing. Isn't it? It's like she's gone deliberately thought. Yeah. Sinead, that's nearly skinhead. I think I'll have my head shaved. Like yeah. when when Tina Hobley joined Holby City. <laughs> I've always thought she thought was more or less Hobley. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going to. An agent saying, "No, oh, I think you can do better." No, no, but Hobley, Holby, come on, that's an opportunity. Yeah. Awesome finger. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Sinead O'Connor wrote what they call an open letter. Oh, yes. Which is uh, a bit like um, an open kebab, <laughs> except the visible meat yeah. is yeah. Um, is a wagging finger, mm. I would it's say. An open letter is, by definition, passive-aggressive yes. in, the, in the extreme. But yeah. why do they do these open letters? You can get hold of people, go to agents. Yeah, why not send her a closed letter? Yeah. If it's to help her... <laughs> yeah. Um... Then, then just write, get in touch with Miley and say, I'm a bit worried about you. I think you're being um, exploited by those around you. And, you know, you're a talented young girl. Yeah. Keep your gear on. We need to write an open letter to anyone who ever considers writing an open letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And I, yeah. yeah. Saying, please cease and desist. Yeah. Well, you can't write to everyone who might. That would be all right. That would be acceptable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this one, email her. Anyway, um, <laughs> she felt Miley was being exploited, didn't she, by the record industry? And she said she should. Um, she said it was written in the spirit of motherliness, is what she said. Yes, this was all based on the VMA dance. I think is where it kicked it yes. off. Oh, and, no, and, and the video. the video to Wrecking Ball. But I think we could, we could, if we were going to have a headline, it would be female pop star in sexy dance routine shocker. Mm. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Miley's the first woman to. Dress scantily, precisely, and dance a, raunchily. Yes, and, no. it's, and it's not. Uh, I, I, I'd not previously watched the video to Wrecking Ball, and it's not. It's not particularly extreme. It's not to my tastes. I don't. Oh. I'm going to disagree. I think it's because she's progressively taking off layers after layers of clothing, 
Because in that wrecking ball, she's basically just got a thong on. Mm. So the next thing is going to be live autopsy with yeah. Doctor What's-His-Face, <laughs> well, the German Well, I, I don't know if you've <laughs> seen her last photo shoot with his bloke called Terry, yeah, Terry yeah. Richardson. Yeah. I mean, that is... Come on. Yeah. Come on, dear. <laughs> come well, on, dear. Well, he's, he, I mean, Terry Richardson is creepy on a level that Robin Thicke would look at Terry Richardson and go, that bloke's a <laughs> yeah, bit creepy. and go, keep away from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you watch him. You'd, you'd be better off having your photos done by Nick Cotton. From East End yeah. pictures. <laughs> well, there's so, he's in some of the pictures yeah. uh, mm. um, as well. I don't know why, in a mirror. And he, he seems to be sort of shrieking with delight yeah, as yeah. this young woman. And she's, um, she's sort of, oh, I don't know if I can describe it. Mm. It looks like, you know when you see um, people in, in a flying harness <laughs> and, and it's very tight, it's pulled up tight <laughs> around, around, the, uh, around the excuse me area. Well, she's doing that with her own... Um, with the her own gossip. With the pants. <laughs> it looks, it looks yeah. like she's strapped into a ride at Alton Towers. I'm not one to gossip, as you know. <laughs> Did you have to say gossip? Uh, it, I think you can say gossip. Just Hold say, on. Just say pants. Um, I'm just looking in the absolute. Gossip is gross. Gossip. What? Yeah, it's, it's under um, garment parts. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's not a reference to the uh, the interior. Okay. What about what Smiley said back to Sinead? Because Sinead did write three open letters. Yes. And I think that she lost me at two, I'm afraid. Mm. By the time I got on to three, well, I lost I, it I, I shouldn't be surprised that Sinead goes on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but she's responded, yes, she's, things es it escalated quickly. She said, Sinead, I don't have time to write you an open letter because I'm performing on SNL this week. Okay. Well, that's a bit rude. How did she um, write, that was a, uh, a tweet, tweet yeah, she yeah. which is that, an yeah. open letter, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of weird because it, it, basically we've all we've seen. It's a narrative we've seen before, where where mm. the way Miley's going, it's all happy, it's all I'm an individual, I'm celebrating life, and there's that trepidation that things are going to go badly, and she'll end up a few years from now crying. Yeah. So it basically feels Miley Cyrus's life is a really slow motion Hindu, where yes. at the moment it's all I'm having a great mm. time. But, uh, but it's hard, 2017, it? she'll be being sick into a toilet somewhere. <laughs> well, it is strange, because former child stars are normally just... There's such balance level heading. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this has happened to her. But um, I, d I didn't like the way she turned on um, Sinead and, no. and sort of suggested that, you know, what do you know? You're, you know, you're a, a nutter. Yeah, that, mm. was, that was a bit harsh. Because if you want advice on how not to end up in... How can I put this in a sensitive way? The barmy chair, as far as a celebrity, then you go to someone who's been in the barmy chair. You know, that's why Sue Barker presents tennis. <laughs> you know, you've got people who've already been there and done it. So that's the person to speak to. It's no good speaking to Catherine Jenkins because she'll buy your soul. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, so I think she's exactly the person who would know about that stuff. So I, I thought that was a that was a, a show on yeah, But you know, she doesn't need to do it. She's got the talent, Gaga. Has she got the but talent? She's got a good voice. She's got that Disney belt. At Gaga yeah, has voices, to wear meat, meat on her, you know, her thighs because she can't sing. Good voices, <laughs> ten a penny. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. By the way, while I remember. Mm. My girlfriend um, doesn't wear contact lenses. She wears spectacles. Mm. It's something to do with the shape of her eye. Anyway, have you heard of these um, contact lenses that you put them in, you sleep in them, and oh. they change the shape of your lens so your eyesight gets better? Is that right? That's brilliant. 
Just before I spend any money on them, I'd like to know if they're not some bogus idea, like snake oil. Okay. Well, I just I you know, have to research I just mentioned this. It's uh, it's not no laser stuff. It's just a bit of stretching. It's, it depends where she's. What is it? Send us the money. To it's, PO off, box it's off the internet. In, yeah. Is it in Lagos? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is in Lagos. Okay, yeah, something to do with their their space program. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, I want to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you read this? She was talking about um, getting into showers and she said she insists that an aide washes down the shower for her if someone else has been in there. She's been in the gym and she's been working out. She doesn't like... She's not down with OPW. OPW. <laughs> Other people's water. Oh! <laughs> Lovely. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> um, oh... That is remarkable. But that is, I think it's absolutely fine. I it's not other people's water, though, is it? Because the water in the shower hasn't touched that person, has it? Yeah, precisely. Has it bounced yeah, off it's... them? Is that the idea? Yeah. yeah. If it's, it's going to touch another person, could they ever be cleaner yeah. than to be touched? Because <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent to... of uh, Alex on Big Brother, who used to get obsessed with people weeing in the shower. I can understand No, on X Factor, it's... <laughs> Alex, <laughs> <laughs> and he obviously he got he got an advert for bleach on the back of that. Did so he? That was his own little OCD thing, and he got, mm-hmm. a, he got an advert. So maybe Gwyneth is pitching for. Wow, Simone Cowell insists on black toilet paper, doesn't he? Yes, I, um, I I'm not sure about that. It's all right at the beginning, <laughs> but when uh, when you're doing the fine tuning, exactly, <laughs> yeah. What, with the black toilet paper? There are issues yeah. of contrast. I did, uh, I stayed in, um, um, I stayed, especially oh. as I, as I drink 15 pints of Guinness a night. <laughs> he needs it for the innards of his soul. Of course, that's a good point. I, I stayed at uh, a bed and breakfast in Southend-on-Sea. Lovely. And the, I had a shower there, and the inside of the shower curtain was covered in human hair. Oh. It must have been people who had showered in that shower over the years. And there was oh. grey hair, long hair, red hair. Wow. It was all like, like a fabulous... Like a, tap- like, a Bayer tapestry. Uh, yeah. I was uh, going to say, like the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It was like a Spice Girls tribute made from you, human hair. And I wouldn't have minded someone coming in there with one of those, you know, those lint rollers you get to take the bits and just oh, yeah. and just at least making a path for me like Moses through the <laughs> Red Sea. But it, that was a bit um a bit rough. Absolute absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What about Daisy for the producer's admission just now? Yeah, she said she was moved by, by Abby Clancy on Strictly Come Down. She did. She looked like she had a tear in her eye when you she said that. You never know where you're going to find something that plucks at your heartstrings. Yeah. How fabulous. <laughs> the other thing with um, Gwyneth, oh, by yeah. the way, was that um, apparently she, she likes to take her own um, drinking water to the gym because the gym she goes to in wherever she goes, Hollywood, would it be? No, that, she lives here now. Oh, does Chris she? Martin. That, um, Probably she's my gym. Got, she's got a, a brand of water she likes better. That's but they enough. mock her for that. But I, you know, I think some water is nicer than other water. Also, I like a badois. <laughs> <laughs> you see a badois. What's nice about a badois <laughs> is it, it tastes. You know, you feel a bit guilty when you really enjoy the taste of a soluble aspirin. Mm. It's got that slightly <laughs> salty taste, and you think I don't want to get into this. But badois. <laughs> <laughs> it has that without the um, 
without the medicinal. And what the, read, what the readers word. need to uh, picture is that as you're saying badois, you're doing a very elegant flourish with your right hand. I'm going to... Uh, yeah, you just, are. Just to, give, just to give this uh, a little bit more. I'd say that uh, that badois is my, uh, is my favourite. Oh, my jingle isn't working. This Can would have I... been the funniest thing that ever happened. Oh. It could be your coat of arms jerking And we're so near the end of the show to end on a flat note like this. How awful. Oh, Can you play the deer no. hunter music? Well, that's a... <laughs> Can I say on my, the subject of uh, drinks, though, and a drink that I might take to a gymnasium? I mean, I don't yeah. wish to advertise, but yeah. are you familiar with Pret-a-Manger? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm all this French pronunciation. Well, well Pret-a-Manger, do, uh, they do... Uh, <laughs> They do a ginger drink. Can I say, readers, he's still trying to find that jingle. <laughs> I am. This is so Frank annoying. gets like Buzz after a toy. He won't let it go <laughs> yeah, until he gets his laugh. I feel I've been let down by my support staff. Frank? <laughs> Not really. Um, yes, if you buy the ginger drink from yeah. Pret-a-Manger, what they've done is they've taken the, the piece of raw ginger and they've carved it into the shape of a dog. Have they? Wow. Yeah. Why have they done that? Oh, I don't know. There I isn't a like famous that. ginger dog or anything of that nature. No, it's just I'm random. Just it's a random, random carving with the contents. I love the way you say ginger. There's a bit. It's one of your stand-up routines where you talk about yeah, but we're getting more ginger. Frank, we're getting to the end of the show, and we didn't even have a chance to discuss Kanye West insisting on the carpet being ironed. Well, you know, there's always next week. Okay, just remember that. I just can someone tell me why they're going for the ginger dog okay. on the Brita Manger <laughs> ginger drink? Then I'll be a happy. Why do you like that's that. French. Do you not know it's French? <laughs> but no one says, I'm just going to... <laughs> also, well, they should. Can I just start that as well? As it's called the ginger drink. There's quite a lot of grape juice in it. It doesn't get a billing. <laughs> <laughs> it should be ginger and grape juice, and they should uh, give the dog... Um, well, no, perhaps they couldn't do that. It's, do you That'd know what it's obscene. like? It's like one of those writers on a panel show. It's a programme associate. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It is, exactly that. It's the secret ingredient. You know what? It's been lovely today, Steve. It's always good to have you, you on. Yeah. And I, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.